Welcome to the Real Life Podcast at Hermitage Hills, where we have real honest conversations with real people about topics relevant for today. At Hermitage Hills, we desire to see people experience life change through Jesus Christ. For more information about our church and how you can be a part of the community here, visit hermitagehills.com slash connect. Hey, I'm Pastor Poli, and welcome to this episode of Real Life where we take real people with real stories that have real impact. And uh, man, I'm so glad to have another friend and brother with me today who's a part of our church, John Herod, uh, is here with me uh, today on this episode. And uh, he had just an incredible uh, event in his life that we're going to tell today as far as uh, part. That's not all of your story, John, but it's a part of your story impacted right. your life you want to share today. So let's start out. Let's let's help folks know who is John. Kind of tell me where where were you born? Where did okay. you grow up? Give me some background of John. Married, kids, okay. what you do. Just tell us a little bit about John today. Well, I'm from Texas. Uh, my dad had just finished. I almost cut off the podcast. <laughs> Well, you went to seminary there, right? I did. Yeah, I did. And my dad had, was just finishing there oh, yeah. when my twin brother and I were born. Oh, really? Yeah. And so I grew up in a pastor's home, Christian home. Uh-huh. So I knew about the Lord, uh-huh. knew about Jesus. Uh, I didn't become a Christian until about age nine. We had a music evangelist, Lavoy and Joy Sims, visiting our church uh-huh. in Irving, Texas. And we took them back to the Fort Worth Zoo. Maybe you visited there. I did. Yeah, well, that's, sure. where, that's where I was saved. Wow. Yeah, we were on the little train ride that circles the zoo, and I was in a little train car with Lavoy, and uh, he began to tell me about Jesus. <laughs> and I knew about Jesus, but I'd never invited him to be my Savior, and so he gave me that opportunity and led me in the prayer to ask Jesus right to forgive me. Right there at the me. zoo. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I was born in Fort Worth. And we moved away, and then I was born again yes. in Fort Worth. Uh-huh. So Fort Worth's a special place. Yeah, excellent. And uh, Sherry and I, both of our dads, her dad also was at the seminary. Their time overlapped. Now, who's Sherry? Because they may not know. Sherry's my wife. Okay. Sherry's my wife. And uh, we met in Fort Worth. Our dads had been at the seminary together. They didn't know each other, uh-huh. and I, I, my family stayed in Texas. She was a little in Texas, but then they moved this way, and she was raised mostly in Tennessee, uh-huh. some North Carolina. And we met then as we became students at the seminary in Fort Worth. Uh-huh. Uh, so that just added to the specialness. What year were you in Fort Worth for seminary? 85. Okay, just after me, because yeah. I graduated in 81, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We were there. 85. We shouldn't say those dates because to some people watching and listening, they're going, "Man, these guys are ancient." Yeah, well, <laughs> such is life. Yes. <laughs> so you married to Sherry. Married, married to Sherry. Any children? We have two sons, Jeremy and Nicholas. Yeah, and they're already speaking about aging. They're already thirty-two and twenty-eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And Jeremy's just got married about a year and a half ago. And they have a daughter, and they've just adopted a, a son. He's one, Hannah and Jacob, uh-huh. and they're fostering a little baby girl named Emma right now. Wow, wow. Now, where do they live? In in Nashville. I don't know if it's exactly in Antioch or near Antioch, uh-huh. but it's in Nashville, uh-huh. so they're uh-huh. close. Cool. Well, great. Super. So, Lel, 
your story that we want to tell today uh, involves a man in our church, uh, Jerry Hamilton. And um, so let's start. I, I gave a message in January. I always give like a, a vision casting type of series in January, New Year, New Beginning. Two years songs. ago. It was two it? years ago. Yeah. Uh, I did a series on one-on-one and talking about discipleship and talking about mentorship, about how we all should be mentored by one and we should be mentoring one. And um, you wrote me a letter sometime after that and uh, told me some of the story, which I thought, man, this would be a great podcast <laughs> uh, to tell this story because – uh, you took you took that challenge and said I need to find someone uh, who would be my mentor, and so what what about can you remember <laughs> that far back about you know thinking about that and what brought you to that place where what what did the Lord stir in you to to get you to say I I need to take a step towards that yeah besides that great preaching yeah. I'm sure there was more <laughs> to it than that but. What, what about that story would you like to chime in on? Well, back when I was in college, I had a Christian buddy. He was pastoring a small church in East Texas, and I think I may have been teaching a class at the time. And we got together, usually on a weekly basis, to mentor each other, to get into the Word. To, he'd share what he had preached or was going to, and I'd share what I'd taught or what I was going to. And it was a really good experience. Uh-huh. And I never really had that since that time, uh-huh. uh, back in the 80s, 1980s. Uh, so that's just kind of something there. And, you know, my understanding of the Christian life is that we're always to be a disciple, to be discipling yeah. and to keep being discipled. Uh-huh. And the mentoring thing fits right with that. Uh-huh. And so when you spoke on that, I just was you know eating it up or agreeing with you right this is what we ought to be doing Uh uh-huh but it's your job like a coach to to prod us you know to put challenges before us and that was part of my letter to you to thank Mm -hmm. you for Mm -hmm. what you do and challenging us on a regular basis uh so I, I just thought this. You know. Now, the incredible thing about what folks on the podcast don't know that I know is some of your background where, I mean, you have gone to seminary, you've been on the mission field, you've been following Christ for a number of years, but still still was receptive to yeah. the thought that there's something more that God can teach me, there's something more that God could do in my life through someone else. Yeah. Because the sad thing is... John is that in ministry now over 40 years, it seems like the longer we've been around church and the longer we've been around our our faith journey, um, sometimes people, you know, kind of go, well, I, I've i been doing this for so long, I pretty much got this thing. There's yeah. not much else there except yeah. let's sing the song again and let's hear another message. Yeah. Uh, and that's sad. Because I hope to always be a lifelong learner, like you. I want to be a lifelong learner. Yeah. And there's always someone that I should be receiving from and I should be giving to. Yeah. And uh, so, so Jerry, <clears throat> Jerry's story meshes with your story where you, you know, took the challenge and said, I, I want to find someone uh, to be that 
disciple or mentor in my life. And and God kind of brought Jerry. What was it about Jerry? What was it about as you thought about that, prayed about that, it led you to 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 go to Jerry? Is that do I have the story right? You went to Jerry? Yes. And we were in the same life group. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I think we all have the desire to know and be known. Uh, and, and it, again, it fits in with discipling, just learning from each other. And I already knew Jerry, so it wasn't like going to somebody I didn't know right. because we were in the same life group. Right. And I admired him. He's a was an elder brother of mine. And uh, you, you mentioned it, it is sad when a lot of Christians get stale and don't keep growing. When I was in high school, we uh, it was a small Baptist church, but we had an assignment. I remember at one time to uh, go to some adults in the church and ask them about their testimony. And so I went to one of the deacons, and he said, Jesus is everything to me. And that's about all he said, uh-huh. which is true right. for real believers. You tell he, me more. Yeah, and that's all he <laughs> said. And uh, it, I, I knew who he was, and as I observed him, I just—and I could be wrong, I realize that still, but just in observing him, I just said, Oh, Lord, I hope that's not all there is, uh-huh. that he's just coming and sitting here occupying space, and uh, he's not growing. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I've, I've always remembered that and asked the Lord— help me not be like that i want to grow and and jerry who i knew was a deacon here i saw he was active he had active faith he's always the first one to our class Uh uh-huh he'd be there uh part of it may have been paulette getting him here (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure but he was eager and he participated you know in class and so and and he did already have cancer in his kidney he already had that news. Yes, already had Okay, it. okay. And so uh, we didn't know how long he had, but that was part of my thinking, to be honest. You know, I know he's got things to share. He may not have a whole lot more time to share them, so let me ask him if he'd be willing to share with me his walk with the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if I've got this right, the life group of guys, men pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Steve Hooker. Sit around a table, uh-huh. and everybody's got their Bible open, uh-huh. uh, you know, which I love when I walk by and look, I go, that's awesome, you know, all those men circled up with their Bibles open and working through the text wherever, wherever you were that day, and and learning from one another, as you know, that's 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 proverbs. Iron sharpens iron, so yeah. it's one man sharpen another. Yeah. And uh, that's that sharpening man is 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 in that moment, uh, and that's where you uh, found Jerry. And uh, was was it? I mean, just what was it that drew you to him? When you looked at all the men in the room, but you were drawn yeah. to Jerry. What was it about Jerry that drew you to him? Was there something? kind of stuck out there well um it, it was key that he had cancer to be honest okay and again we didn't know you know how long he was going to be with us so that that was a big part of it to be honest uh the time factor uh, let me ask him to share if he's willing while he's got time and i i just like i said i could see he had an active faith and mm-hmm. i admired him and uh now, when you say, just 
for people going active faith what to you what does that mean or what how do you describe there define a man with an active faith well he he enjoyed getting into the word you know uh, he 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 didn't just come to class he participated right and I don't remember specifics uh, but he would have things to share where you could you knew that he had applied his faith it wasn't just something that he'd heard about you know he, he'd experienced things firsthand mm-hmm. and uh, he had personal stories yes how scripture weaved into his life yes yeah yeah that's beautiful so tell me um so you and jerry got together and you said jerry would you you know walk with me and mentor me a little bit how did he respond to that what was that conversation well i went to their house and uh i don't even know if i knew paulette at the time but i sat down across from jerry like i'm sitting across from you and i told him about your message and the challenge and I said, Jerry, I'd like to learn from you and learn about your walk with God and hear how God's blessed you and some of your favorite scriptures. Uh-huh. And he smiled and he said, I'd like that. Uh, yeah. That's sweet. Yeah, it was. That's probably, that's probably that moment is in your mind and your heart mm-hmm. that you'll always remember yeah. uh, being in this home with that. Now, you, you guys are together. How did that process work? How did y'all... How did you do that? Well, that was, you know, part of the fear, and it could be a fear for other people. Well, how often are we going to get together? What if our schedules don't mesh? And, I mean, I know you know the biggest thing is the first step. Uh, Just get started and trust the Lord, and He'll take care of the the details, you Uh know, as you walk. And we didn't set a schedule like let's meet every week or let's meet every month. Uh, we just started meeting. At first it was a few Saturdays in a row, but then as he started having to have treatment, he would be tired, and so we, we couldn't meet a certain time, and I'd be busy other times. Uh, so we just started meeting when we could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here you're engaging with this man uh, who's older, mm-hmm. uh, who's fighting cancer, mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that story weaves its way the whole way. In fact, I kind of know it does. Yeah. Um, so tell me, what, what were some of the, when you think back when you did get together, was there any of the, I'm sure they all had their own unique specialty about them. Is there some that you'd think back on and go, wow, this, I'd like to share this particular, this was a good event. This was a good time. This is where we walked together a little bit. Is there something like that in the story there? I'm sure there is, and I've been racking my brain to remember and asking God to help me remember things. Uh, You know, he shared with me personal stories of how, uh, I remember one time they were struggling to find a church home. It was before coming here. Mm -hmm. They were in another state, and and they uh, were kind of down on where they'd been and what had happened and just asking God to give them direction to find a church home. And he did. He led them to what they felt was a really great church. Mm -hmm. and It it met their needs and and they were able to feel alive again with a Christian body. And 
And then with his jobs, uh, he shared with me different times where the Lord led him in finding jobs and getting placed. And he not only blessed him, but he used Jerry to be a blessing to a good number of the men that he mm-hmm. worked with. Mm-hmm. And one time he even placed them so that they were close to one of their sons and his family. They had a, a new granddaughter, mm-hmm. and Jerry got to bond with her mm-hmm. through the Lord's placement. I think I remember that some of that story yeah. uh, in our conversations for sure. So was there, along the way, can you remember some spiritual steps for you that through that mentorship, through that discipleship, you said, wow, here's here's something I can connect to. Here's something that that's either missing or I've forgotten or, um, you know, I'd pushed aside or whatever. What what were some of the steps maybe that in the mentoring journey that you can recall or you can remember? Are there some of those? I, uh, I, 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 I'm blessed from hearing other people share their stories, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, it encourages me. And one thing with Jerry, because he wasn't in a lot of pain, that was one of his prayer requests, that he wouldn't, he said, me and pain don't do good together. I can amen that. Yeah. I can agree to that. And he really never had a lot of pain. Uh, and our class was praying for him all the time. Uh but still, knowing that he was dying, uh, I admired him just watching him and his faith. He, he never, I never saw him uh, with a woe is me attitude or questioning God, you know. Uh, why me? Why now? Uh, I never saw that or heard that. Hmm. And that's a blessing to me. I, mm-hmm. I don't, none of us know how we're going to handle right. our own uh end of the journey time mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. but i benefit from being around people i mean we told uh jerry as we've told others in our class you know I, we're watching you and we admire you for your faith it seems that you know you're holding on to the lord and it's obvious he's holding on to you right and that was the main thing for me paul right. just seeing his faith and I, hopefully it puts some in the bank for me, so to speak, when I get to my time. Right. I'm going to remember ones like Jerry. Right. How they walked. And I want to, I mean, we said it. I want to be like Jerry when my time comes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Real Life, a ministry of Hermitage Hills. If you'd like to be a part of a community seeking to follow Jesus and experience life change, visit us at hermitagehills.com connect. You'll also find ways to ask for prayer and how to take the next steps in your faith journey. We'd love to partner with you as you grow in your faith and experience real life.